What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Deer Vein Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Heller, and today we got Richie Wilhelm with nobody. He's just Richie. Um, but before, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if you're with anybody. Bef- no, you're not. Okay, cool. Um, before we get started, real quick, just got to thank uh, uh, Arrow Hunter. So if you guys are looking into saddles, looking into the saddle hunting game, want to test that out. A lot of people are getting into it. Check out Arrow Hunter same price as everybody else or a similar price made in the USA, really high quality, ton of customizable, customizable billet. What, how can I, why am I not saying cuss customizability? Is that a word? I feel like that's a word. It's customizable. Yeah. Tons of customizable options on the saddle and, uh, and they're great people made right out in Oregon. So, um, so yeah, check out arrow hunter. If, if you want to look into that. Uh, and like I said, Aside from that, we got Richie here. And the reason I reached out to Richie was because he did something I've been trying to do for years and have been unsuccessful at, which is kill a turkey with your bow without a blind. It is, it's a fun thing. It's like the thing about running gun style hunting or that I really enjoy, like I don't have the patience to sit and wait for turkeys like I do deer. Cause I'm like, God, I sit enough for deer like I can hear a gobble, I'm going to a gobble. Like that's kind of how I hunt them. And that's probably why I fail so much, but I also get a ton of opportunities. Um, so, so yeah, that's, and, and Richie did that earlier this year, just like last week, right? Yeah. Last, uh, Wednesday. Yeah. A week ago. Um, yeah, yeah. Five, six days ago. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, we're going to talk about that today. And then I also killed the Turkey this morning. So we'll talk about that. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that was, it's, it's a blast. It's fun. Um, and yeah, that's it. So Richie, tell people, tell people where you're from and kind of a little bit about you. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm, I was born and raised in La Crosse, Wisconsin. Um, kind of moved out West for a little while in my, in my late teens, early twenties. Um, but ventured back home um started a construction business residential construction business i'm a carpenter by trade and nice. yeah eventually you found out that nobody wants to give you time off in in november october and all the other months that you want time off september included oh yeah don't forget <laughs> about april and may you know so uh it just kind of led me into starting a business and kind of you know setting my path good. of of scheduling and you know working hard and you know earning earning everything so yeah it just it it kind of just happened and about uh 12 years into business now so nice yeah life is good you know so it is busy just kind of man- it, it's just managing everything because it's you know fall does get hectic with work and it's just kind of like ah I don't want to be at work. <laughs> I just want to I be out. So, right. Yeah. I got a, I got a good guy working with me now and he's got the same, uh, same mindset of, uh, when are we going hunting? So, yeah, which is pretty awesome. So we, we kind of, we work hard and we play hard and kind of follow suit with everything. But yeah, I live, uh, like I said, I live in La Crosse, Wisconsin, which is kind of right on the Mississippi river. So I've just, I've just grown up hunting and fishing like, this area is just kind of everyone does it here, you know. It I mean, is a, yeah, which is, it is a which mecca is good and bad. Yeah. Good and bad, you know, like yeah. uh, 
oh, you have somebody hunting here? Yeah, I should have expected that. So, <laughs> but right. uh, yeah, just kind of in that little hub where Iowa, um, Minnesota, and Wisconsin all kind of meet on the river there. So I kind of, you know, we hunt Minnesota. Hunt last year, I hunted Iowa for the first time finally after way overdue. But uh, I got a good buddy that lives down there, and yeah, so it, it, cool place. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's one of those. And, and, I was uh, one of those states that everybody kind of. I mean, people knock it because they're like, "Oh, you killed that in Iowa. Should have been 200." You know. Yeah. But at the same time, it's it's like, come on, like everybody wants to hunt there. It's like if you that if if anybody ever drew a tag for Iowa randomly, like everybody throws in a draw at some Whitetails Unlimited event or something, and you draw an Iowa tag, you're not like, oh. I'm not going to go to Iowa. You'd be like, hell yeah, I'm going to Iowa. <laughs> hell yeah, I'm going to Iowa. Right. No, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think it's kind of, it's just one of those things where some some of the things that people get worked up about is just, you know, it, a lot of it's just hate. <laughs> you know, jealousy. <laughs> it's kinda, jealousy. It's you know, jealousy. just envious of, of you, you know, putting the time in to apply for it every year. I mean, it's a process, you know I mean? It's like a, it's like a three year, four year process to draw an archery tag. I mean, it's, it's essentially like, you know, putting in for Western States, you know, you, you, you have to be on top of the game with it. And, you know, it, it turns into kind of being a small job of planning something five years out in advance, you know I mean? It's not an yeah. easy thing. It's easy to just miss the Kansas deadline last Wednesday. And I had it, I was looking at it all day. I'm like doing work and I'm like, Oh yeah, the deadline. Gotta do that. do that after this. And then it's just one of those things. Like you wait till the last minute and it, it burns you every time. I mean, it's not like Colorado where they push it back for you. I'm like, ah, yeah, we didn't get enough uh, <laughs> cash flow out of this year's program. Yeah, 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 glitch in the system. Everybody's, everybody, come on. Keep <laughs> we need some more money. We need some more money. Hopefully that doesn't affect my Colorado application right? this year. We need some more money to release these wolves to reduce uh, reduce elk population. So we're yeah. going to reduce hunter. Eventually nobody's going to want to hunt here. <laughs> uh yeah, dude, I, I bet you get, uh, have you ever gotten like, oh, it must be nice to have your Novembers off? All the time. Dude, I. It's one of those, it, you know, at first it kind of bugged me. I'm just like, must be nice. Like what part of my life or, oh, you're just looking at my social media. You're looking at a couple cool pictures. Like this guy's got her made. Like I'm on the job site every day. It's me and one other guy. Yeah, well, it, it also must be nice to uh, 100% own your own fate. And if you yeah. don't show up to work and you don't make money, you don't have a house. You don't pay your bills. Yeah. You don't. You if I go hunt, I'm all not these money. I can tell yeah. you that. <laughs> and all these, I mean, the contractors that work for you, all the subs, like they depend on you to get the business, yeah. to make their payments. You know, it, it must be nice. And it's something that I've seen more and more and and heard a little bit more. And it's just like yeah, it must be nice to be a lazy piece of shit too. And then cry and do nothing all the time and bitch about other people. Like yeah. it must be nice to be that way too. put in the effort, put in the work. There's a give and take to everything in life, man. And, 100%. and yeah. And 100%. those people that sit there and whine about that stuff, it's like, dude, just whatever. Like you just, clearly just, don't understand. Yeah. I mean, they really don't. I mean, I, it self-employment comes with so many, like, long days, 
you know, followed by paperwork, followed by trying to make phone calls, followed by scheduling material. I mean, especially now with, you know, <laughs> the prices of material. I mean, yeah, that dealing with that <laughs> end of things. I mean, I, I'm pretty fortunate. I, I, you know, the line of work, I do a lot of like uh, a lot of remodel stuff, a lot of window and door installs and things of that nature. And, but uh, th that, that business has been good because it's, you know, it's kind of a happy medium of being able to, to deal with the high pricing of, of material and, and still, you know, doing projects with it and, you know, upgrading and stuff like that for clients. Yeah. But, ah. but yeah, no, I mean, no, when the, you the said you were... nice thing is, is pretty funny because it's just one of those things where it's like, you know, I just think of some of the days where I'm just covered in sawdust and it's, you know, 90% humidity and first thing 7:30 on a July morning I'm cutting a saw over head and just covered in sawdust and I'm those are one of those times where I'm like yeah must be nice just want to take that picture <laughs> and be like must be nice yeah must be nice <laughs> yep oh man yeah um anyway so I, I heard you I heard you say you're a contractor and that you take time off and and I knew that people probably beat bullshit about that so <laughs> Um, yeah. Cause I know like, you know, my, my family, um, growing up, my, uh, my dad has never, he's 62 and I think he's only worked for after he was 24, he's only worked for himself. So, and he's had multiple businesses, uh, multiple, uh, not a whole lot of wins, a lot of failures <laughs> had a couple, had a couple, you know, uh, big investment, um, where he was getting venture capital and people were giving him money that kind of went up and then just fell apart. He had a couple of those, um, and walk away with no money and walk away with barely escaping. Cause the mortgage is on the, the mortgage and the house is on attached to the business somehow, you know, and it's just one of those things that's like, man, yeah, it's then, a, it can be, it can be a slippery slope sometime, you know, trying to create your own opportunity with, you know, self-employment and, you know, a livelihood paying the yeah. bills. Yeah, exactly. And then, and then he hit it, he hit a great, we, he started an electrical contracting company for some lighting upgrades all. And I worked there for like six or seven years in total. All we do is change lights, um, yeah. go in, we propose new led lights for school districts. Um, oh, cool. I do a bunch of work. I did a bunch of work at lacrosse. Um, okay on Alaska, Holman. Um, yeah, that area where did some work in Sparta. So yeah, that, um, but, uh, but yeah, we, we go in, we change the lights and that actually turned out to be a pretty once LED, we were doing fluorescence and then all of a sudden LEDs hit and it just kind of like took off. There's a bunch of people doing it, selling cheap Chinese stuff, but we were selling more, more mainstream, more name brand. And people kind of were like, well, I don't want the cheap don't want the most expensive where that kind of middle ground anyway that took off and now we have 100 acres and have a cabin on it and i've heard a few people say when we're there oh wow this must be nice to have and i'm like you have no clue yeah <laughs> I, I mean sometimes people say it loosely and sometimes people say it like and you know or just you know <laughs> I don't even know what with, the word with is. like pure jealous, like jealousy. And yeah, I, yeah, yeah, it just for sure. 
you could it's just some the way it's said sometimes where it's just like yeah okay yep yep <laughs> yep you know someone's intention i'm just gonna walk past that one yeah, yeah, yeah. it's nice here have a beer out of my yeah, yeah, yeah. here's a free beer for you Shut up. <laughs> right Shut up. uh anyway moving on yeah. moving on from that all Let's right so this work stuff. yeah yeah so turkey hunting so last wednesday walk me through that walk me through the story of the turkey kill and then we'll yeah. dissect it backwards well it, okay well if we're going to dissect it backwards i'll just kind of cut to the chase i mean we it's it's a property that i've we've had permission to hunt annalise was with me um we've probably turkey hunted it for the last three or four years um but that particular morning was it was opening day of the second season Yep. And we knew where we wanted to be. Um, and, you know, the plan was to kind of up my turkey game this year. I mean, I kind of like setting some setting some goals, you know, and, and, you know, trying to achieve new things. I mean, hunting's never a gimme regardless, especially bow yeah. hunting and stuff like that. So real quick uh, for anyone listening, that's not from Wisconsin or doesn't understand like Wisconsin Turkey seasons. They are very strange. It's not a whole lot. I don't know many other States that have this. Minnesota is pretty similar. Minnesota is okay. We have a B C D E and F seasons. So six seasons all are a week long and run from Wednesday to Tuesday. So that's why you're saying it was the, is the beginning of the second season. So it was Wednesday. It's first day of B season. So, and you have to apply, you get a season. It just kind of thins the numbers out across the board. It is a, it is a hot mess. (laughs) Yeah. Generally you apply and then, and then everybody gets who who applies, gets one tag. It's generally a B or C sometimes it's D season. And then after that, the leftover licenses go on sale, which is pretty much D E and F season. And you can buy one a day until they're out, which is how some people end up with like five Turkey tags for season F. Yeah. But anyway, continue. Yeah, so I mean that morning we uh, we kind of like I said knew where we wanted to be, so we kind of we were we were mobile. We had our ghillie tops on that we we customized whatever that word was <laughs> we to use earlier. <laughs> yeah, it's tongue tied. And um, yeah, I mean we definitely could have used an extra ten minutes, you know, and it, it's always hard judging like. You know, you try to kind of get up a couple mornings before you're, you're hot and like, look, uh, you're looking out the window, like, all right, it should be where I need to be by this time. But mm-hmm. anyways, uh, we were setting up and, you know, I mean, it's, it's a lot different setting up with a bowl than setting up with a gun where you just like, I'm going to post up here. I got my shooting sticks out in front of me, guns facing the way I want it to be. All he does is come this way and as soon as he runs into the barrel, pow, you know, right. so I kind of scoped this log out that, you know, was kind of just parallel in the field. And there was actually a, a small like tree right on the back side of it. And I'm like, perfect. Like I'm going to use that as a little, you know, just some short sort of barrier. And there was, I mean, things are way greener than they should be right now it is yeah it's usually i mean we're i definitely feel like we're we're a month ahead of schedule um yeah last year in this time i i mean just my buddy's snapchats i mean we had like three inches of snow yeah well (laughs) at least showed me a picture from last year i shot one uh i think it was actually 
third season or second season and there was not a a, a lick of green in the pitcher. I mean, yeah. there was not a bud one on the trees. So, but there was also this uh, green shrub of some sort um, right there in that little mix. And I'm like, perfect. The next part was, I was kind of like, well, if I'm going there, where, where's Annalise going? And I kind of threw her to the wolves and <laughs> I'm like, just go down 20 yards down that edge and, and pick the best looking spot and make it work. So um, she <laughs> nice. did. She, I mean, she was, we were just trying to, we just didn't want to like stack ourselves up in a, in one spot just cause just, you know, like I said, we're, we're using a bow. <laughs> Everything's yeah. way more difficult than it needs to be. And she had a bow too. No, no. She was just filming. She oh, just okay. Filming. Gotcha. Okay. And, um, so she set up about 20 yards, um, to the North and me down the, you know, just parallel in that field edge. And we had a, a strutter and a, a hand decoy out. I had those probably maybe 10 steps from the edge of the field. And I was probably about two or three steps off of that, the field edge as well. So like 13 steps to the, to the decoys from me. Okay. And, um, I know sooner and got everything laid out. I mean, it's, it's definitely, you know, right at that light, you know, where you're like, <laughs> I need to be quit moving and just relax and, and, you know, ride the wave here. And all of a sudden that bird just hammered and we were like, Oh man, I kind of like quick duck down and like pulled up my face mask. Cause I was still kind of like, just laying, laying everything out, getting my call out and, you know, kind of just getting my bow in a position where I could just pick it up and, and, you know, draw back when the, if, if the opportunity arose and, and uh, I quick, like threw my face mask up and then I like crept back up and was like looking through the woods down that edge where that gobble was. And I couldn't see him and I couldn't see him. I couldn't see him. I'm like, dang it. Like, did he just see like see me like quick duck down and I mean because it was close like the gobble was close like it, it, he couldn't have been more than a hundred yards away. And was he yeah. up in a tree or no? No, I, I I assumed he 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 hit that field and he gobbled just to see you know like to just let everybody know he he has entered the field. Yeah. And and who's here to party and who's here to <laughs> you know like. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And he, no sooner than I like thought he had seen me and all of a sudden I see him coming and he was, he was half strut just coming right at the decoy. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I never even, I never even had to touch the call. Like, I mean, he gobbled 10 seconds later, I finally had seen him and he was on a beeline right to that decoy. And he, he like read the script to a T because he came to the low side of the decoy, which would have been, which put him in between me and the decoy. And then he kind of like turned completely in full strut. So he walked like, took like two steps away from me. Yeah. It's fan up. I quickly drew my bow back. He like circled the decoy, got on the back side of it and like chest bumped it a couple times. So now he's like facing right at me, but I got no shot because he's just, you know, it's, it's him, the decoy and me, but I'm just at full draw, just like waiting for my opportunity. And then he pecked it a couple times and then he like came back, like he was going to go back low of it again. And as soon as he cleared the decoy, I just 
slocked him. Let it rip. Yeah. I so mean, he was like, what, 15 yards or something? I don't even think it was that far. <laughs> I mean, I, I put the decoys pretty close because just in case that, you know, in the past they flank, you know, they, you know, if they don't commit, they kind of commit, they come to a certain point and they're just like, yeah, none of you have moved. Nothing's nothing looks real about this situation, right. but yeah, I must've, I must've hard shot him for sure. Because I mean, it, he was pretty much, facing me a little quarter two and it went through and just it it went right through him and I mean we counted it and it was I think nine to ten seconds and he was dead. <laughs> yeah. So oh, that's awesome dude. It, it was, all played out. Yeah I mean that was that was definitely the quickest uh morning hunt I've ever had. Yeah I mean you probably done by like 6 a.m. uh 556 because <laughs> i remember looking at my phone like what what time is it like 556 like geez oh man you could still get in a couple hours of sleep <laughs> uh, I, had to, I had to head to work i was just trying to make a quick morning hunt and you know kind of like get the ball rolling and, and make a plan for you know like the rest, tomorrow you know? or yeah, yeah i mean like Sometimes you just got to get those quick little hunts in to, you know, kind of start putting the puzzle pieces together and make it happen. I mean, you know, kind of, you know, reversing, we had actually went and scouted that property set that Saturday morning before my season. So four days, four days prior to that Wednesday. Yeah. Um, we had went, we had went out there, you know, to to listen and and see you know if birds were hammering what they were doing you know tight-lipped whatever just trying to just trying to figure out the program because we're also hunting minnesota right now too because we have we have archery tags for over there oh nice um so we're like well let's just let's just go scout that because i got that you know second season tag for wisconsin and he actually did the exact same thing he did saturday morning that he did wednesday so that I mean, basically we had scouted that bird, and then w- the knowledge that we had, we just went Wednesday morning based off of that. And right, well, yeah, I mean that seems to be. I'm not. I am no. I don't talk about turkeys that much, or I don't give advice on them because I am no uh, massive turkey hunter by any yeah. means. But it yeah. seems to me that like. So and the bird that I killed today did the exact same thing that they that's that this group of toms did on Sunday morning. So yesterday morning, essentially they I like I try I chased them for six hours and they were just headed in this one direction. And this morning I kind of like went out that way and I'll tell the story later. But they all I killed them in the same spot where I lost them last yesterday. Yeah, so. I mean that's pretty notorious turkey stuff in in my mind, like. I feel like they get repetitious, you know, I'm not saying like the whole season that birds doing the same thing every day. You know what I mean? Like it was pretty ironic that that bird did what he did the same thing he did on Saturday versus Wednesday. I mean, just, just cause all of a sudden they get hand up or something like that. They're not going to do the same thing. They have no reason to, cause they have what they want. Right. Um, but he obviously was, you know, in between hands or you know just 
just doing his thing because he didn't have a hen. Um, yeah, just covering his territory. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but I mean, just the knowledge that we had from that place and hunting it. I mean, that edge. I, I pretty much killed a turkey right where Annalise had, did probably two years ago now. And you know, you just there's just spots where the decoys are are a visual from you know a long distance and just the way that you know turkeys use terrain going around a field edge to to work out this way you know like there's a certain the more you hunt a property or public land private land whatever you know like if you have history i mean you do see some pattern you know i mean especially spring pattern you know i mean oh yeah um you know those birds especially a, a big lone tom he wants to be right in the middle of the field and and let everybody know he's the king of the hill you know so it was just yeah. and that spot is pretty secluded so it, i'm sure he had seen zero pressure other than yeah. the tractor and you know disking up a field and planting a field and which in my mind isn't pressure that's just no you know, they're used to that yeah yeah i mean pressure is some guy calling at him every day trying to shoot him you know I mean, right that, yeah that's pressure then, you yeah. Know. And that bird seeing them. Yeah. And yeah. So, okay. Going back to, going back to your hunt. Um, the, the, I think one of the really important pieces that you mentioned was like that horizontal log to get some cover between you and the Turkey. And yeah. then, and then that, your... green, that green bush too, you know, like I'd, I'd set the decoys up to where he was already like past me when you know like he wasn't yeah. like you know straight like 90 he was just past me a little to where he was already fully committed into that decoy spread and even if gotcha. he did see me like i don't think he would have been i mean he was so into that decoy and that's kind of how i planned it was like let him get past me a little that way he's fully committed and yeah. then you know draw my bow when i could i didn't i didn't know it was going to be <laughs> the first three seconds he was into the decoy you know <laughs> like just came at that perfect if he would have came high he would have been facing me the whole time and you just can't draw your bow you know right you needed him to turn in that bush yep. wouldn't have given you the cover to draw no no it, no it was you know there was enough green foliage on it that it was good cover but not enough to where it was creating that you know, barrier, like a blind would. Right. You know, it was. So yeah, it was, a, it was important. And, and this, the reason I want to go over this is if somebody's trying to do the same thing and, and yeah, I, sure. and I've screwed this up many, many times. Um, yeah. I mean, you're gonna, <laughs> <laughs> right. So that, that horizontal, like uh, a downfall or deadfall or whatever yeah. that you can get, that's, you know, one to two feet up not three or four because then you're blocking like your stabilizer and whatnot right. and right. you can get far enough away because one of the things that i screwed up on was i was tucked up next to one and a bird came in and i tried to draw and yeah. my, my my lower limb was hitting the log yeah. what am i going to do now you know so you, you try to do this weird yeah. this weird draw and everything it just doesn't work and then you get busted and they burn off but i think the whole i think that horizontal log is is very important because it like covers your legs it covers your lower half and now you're only only your upper half is coming up against that tree 
And, and if you have your, your bow set up properly, when they come in, like having it stand, yeah. having it stood up versus having to, having it laid down, like in your lap and then trying to stand it up and then draw, like, yeah. I mean, just the minimal, minimal movement is what you're going for. So Annalise scooped up, uh, we, we both shoot Matthews and, uh, Annalise scooped up some limb legs. Okay. And it's basically, I mean, you can see it, but not necessarily everybody else, but it's basically where your bow is just propped up and it has no effect on your shooting. You know, I mean, we've been practicing with them, preparing for turkey season, but uh, I mean, it, it's super slick because the bow is upright and you can like just literally put it right in front of you on the ground. Cam's not in the dirt, super slick. I mean, right. I've used uh, bow hangers in the past and stuff like that, but you know, that only works when it, you know, it only puts the bowl perfectly where it needs to be if the tree's big enough to hold it and, you know, this and that. I mean, it's just not, it's not as slick as those limb legs are to where that bow is just where it needs to be. All I got to do is grab it and draw straight back. There's right. minimal movement, which, you know, is, is huge, especially when you get a bird into 10 steps, 13 steps, whatever, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, there's no room for air. I've, I've tried this. I mean, it's hard because you try it and then all of a sudden you're like, screw it. Give me the shotgun. I'm going to go shoot one. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I mean, it just depends on, it's, it's a definitely a trial and error thing. And it's, it's, it, it it's also, you don't need to, you don't need to be fat feel bad about making fun of me. Cause I shot. One no, the no, I, I try, Cause I, try I, I do not feel bad at all yeah. about that. <laughs> yeah. No. And, and, you know, like I said, it was just kind of a goal. I mean, it's, it, I mean, it's not, not unrealistic, but it's just, it's a tough thing to do. I mean, Oh yeah. It's a perfect combination of one getting one bird. I mean, that, that worked out. I mean, if there's multiple birds that come in, you, you know, I mean, that, that's like, that's like the worst situation. Like, <laughs> now all of a sudden you yeah. got, you a know, eyes. Eyes, you know, whereas with the Tom, it, it's perfect when they have that fan up. Cause it's like a big blinder. I mean, even when we're hunting out of the blinds and they come right into the 10 steps, I mean, you still have to get your bow back. Right. So it's just timing with that and having the bow set up perfect and, you know, them being committed in the decoys mm -hmm. and stuff. So. Yeah, no, that the limb legs and or like uh, I wrote down here, bow sticks, like something yeah. to prop your bow up so it's yeah. not like on the ground is super helpful. Extremely. Um, yeah, one time, so, and you can't always, uh, like one time, how am I trying to say this? So the ways you can draw on them, right, is essentially like they either need to get behind something so then you can draw or they need to fan up and spin in your decoys and whatnot. Correct. So like last year, I was running and gunning on public with my bow, which is like I just pure frustration. Like that's all it is. Right. That's I mean, yeah. I ripped one arrow. I think I ranged him afterwards at like 67 yards. <laughs> like So good at the time. Close yeah, yeah, felt good. At, yeah, no, um, I missed. I missed. <laughs> Have it on film. It was a crazy interaction. But, uh, but um, one, I, I had this other time. I had set up, um, heard some gobbles, went into this kind of, and I don't know. I, I wish I was a better woodsman. It's one of the things I need to work on in life. 
but went into this is almost like a box elder patch because the only thing on the ground is really garlic mustard and like really small clover that was in this area and otherwise it's mud and uh and it butts up to a cornfield and i got in there and i had heard some gobbles out in that cornfield the cornfield's private and this this little patch of woods is on public and I'd heard some gobbles over that way early on. So I just kind of went out there to peek my head out and see if there were any birds out in the field. And there were. So I looked at them. I was like, okay. And they're kind of just putzing around in the corner at like 150 yards or so. And then all of a sudden, um, all of a sudden I noticed a hen that was like six, 60, 70 yards from me. And she dipped onto the public, which was what I was on. And then as soon as she got onto that public, that Tom folded up and started coming. So I was like, all right, all right, you two get on over here. And they generally take this path. So I got into some deadfall real fast and that hen came through and she came right behind this giant bush, probably like, I don't know, six feet wide and four feet tall. Plenty of time for me to draw when she's behind that and then shoot her on the other side. Um, so I was like, perfect. Like, that Tom needs to do the same thing. I can see him come in. He's got like a two or three foot gap where I can see him. They go behind the bush. I get drawn and I shoot him. That hen's out in front of him. He shouldn't notice me at all or anything. He comes in, stops in that two to three foot gap, puffs up, struts around. And I'm like, hell yeah. And he looks at me and I was like, no. And then he comes right at me. He came to like seven feet. And I'm sitting there with my bow up pointed at him undrawn. And he's just look like, it's like, he's looking at me trying to figure out what I am, but I know like that couldn't have been going through his brain. Cause these things are so skittish. Right. <laughs> so he's, so he comes to like, I think I, yeah, it was like seven feet. It was three steps. And then I'm just like, I, I don't know what to do. And he kind of gets a little weary drop folds up real folds like you know how they like when they get real scared they kind of really shrink up and they start running and i drew on him and i couldn't get a shot he was out of there i couldn't get a shot on him in time but it was just like man i just needed you to go behind that bush and not come at me like why not follow the hen um but that's like that's the, the reason i'm saying that is because you you either need them to turn in the decoys if or, or if you're not running decoys and you're really running like a just a straight up running gun yeah you need to find something that they're gonna you need to find like two shooting lanes so you can see them in one and then shoot them in the other correct which is yeah which is tough you know i mean it's tough finding like a good running gun bow setup that just that just works you know i mean for what you're saying like it's not, it's not, the problem isn't like getting birds to come in. It's, it's just actually physically drawing your bow back. Yeah. You know, is like, the biggest know. thing that anybody will have a complication with. Well, I shouldn't say for everybody. Cause some guys probably just don't have the Turkey thing down yet. And they're like, bow hunting turkeys sounds like the worst thing in the world. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to kill them with a gun right now. Right. Yeah. But, uh, when when you're looking for that next challenge i mean yeah i mean getting a not drawn too early to make sure that if, if you need to you know not be at full draw for two or three minutes to get this bird into the range that you need it to be in you know i mean yeah, yeah it, you, you kind of need a perfect storm without the blind thing and um we did kind of make some like custom ghillie tops too to yeah, I was gonna say you got some ghillie 
uh, for oh, anybody yeah. not watching this um, and you're not yeah. watching it because I am having a terrible time posting these to YouTube. It's just pure lack of time on my end. But anyway, Richie's got uh, uh, his bow in the background here and it's got like partially gillied out. Yeah. Yeah. I just kind of did that top, the, the top limbs. Um, and it's pretty loose on there. I don't think it has any effect. I mean, I, I've been shooting with it quite a bit you know, just making sure everything's dialed in and just enough just to kind of, I mean, it's an all black bow. I mean, I wish I was a different color. I've thought about spray painting it multiple times. Just <laughs> too stubborn to buy, too stubborn to buy a new bow. I'm just hoping Matthew sends me one for killing turkeys with a bow right now. So, <laughs> so go, Matthew's go listening. That, let, I hear, they can I hear. DM me. Yeah, right. I hear. Uh, so you're in lacrosse. Matthews is in Sparta. Just like knock on their door and be like, hey, guys, yeah. I, killed, uh, I killed a turkey with my bow. Can I get sponsored? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See what they say. Not even a sponsor. Just send me the bow, please. <laughs> I'll take the new prototype. <laughs> right. Don't worry. I won't tell anybody. I won't tell anybody. Uh, yeah. So, so, so I, I mean, we so I've definitely, you know, it was definitely the plan this year was to get weird and, and, <laughs> and, uh, gilly up some stuff and, and just, you know, kind of go all in with it. Cause it's, I mean, even a ghillie suit with a gun, it still isn't a bad gig. Like it, no. I mean, we wear a lot of predator camo too. And I love that stuff. It's just, you know, the woods are just constantly changing with colors and turkeys are picky, man. Like they don't like something like it's just game over. And, mm -hmm frustrating you know at times when it's just like what did, did they see me i didn't move like you could be as still as a rock and it's just like sometimes they just come in and just all of a sudden it's just they don't like something you know yeah. and, you, and you never it's never like you 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 get confirmation on what you did wrong or what right. was right it was, it's just like <laughs> wings pop and all of a sudden they're going the other way after they just came in screaming out of the valley like you know, thunder. And yeah. it was just like, oh, dead bird for sure. And it's just next thing you know, you're sitting there and it's dead quiet and you don't know what the <laughs> hell happened. Yeah, you don't you have no idea what the hell happened. So uh, yeah, I hate that feeling. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of funny because sometimes turkey hunting seems like shooting fish out of a barrel, and sometimes it's just like, you know, like this is what, what am I even doing chasing some bird around the woods like this, you know, yeah. but this is so stupid. Where's deer season? Yeah. <laughs> I'm over it. I'm over it. No, we, right. we love the heck out of turkey hunting. So I, I just love this time of year and, you know, just things are happening. You're in the woods again after yeah. hibernating all winter and yeah, it's just cool. Did, did, did you guys go ahead, like ahead of time on that Saturday when you scouted? Did you guys set up any like deadfall blinds or anything like that? No, like I said, we've, we've hunted that particular property for a couple of years now. So we just, you know, I mean, you just kind of have those spots where you're like, this spot works. We just knew where we wanted to be. Like I said, Annalise shot a bird in that general vicinity, you know, like two years ago. Um, no, that morning we just walked in, we walked in there blind and, you know, Luckily there was, <laughs> we had that, that little bit of time right away. It was kind of a, it was kind of a gloomy morning, which I think helped us, you know, just 
with that little bit of extra time. Yeah. And uh, no, we, we didn't, we had no pre-set up, you know, like there's spots where like our spot in Minnesota, I'll go around and I'll prep a couple little spots, you know, just like, all right, this is nice. This is kind of cool. Just, just rake the leaves out just so I can just quick jump in, you know, if like sure. I'm running and gunning on the farm or something like that. So, yeah. No, I think that's, that's one thing that's really kind of helped me. Um, and I hunt generally the same piece of public last year I hunted, we bought a, we bought a property mm-hmm. last year and last year I hunted that for the first time. And I'm not sure if it was just the, I drew a season and, uh, I'm not sure if it was just that season or what, but I didn't hear a bird all weekend. Actually, I heard one and he was on the neighbors and I saw him fly down and he walked away. And that was the end of I mean, that was the end of it, but it is like, I, I heard that. And that is in like, I mean, a month, month prior, you know, a season is what the, the second to last weekend in April. And in March we had 35 birds on our property in a field. And then I go in there and I'm not seeing or hearing like anything. So this year I, uh, I hunted this piece of public by my house that I've hunted the, uh, for three or four seasons now. And, um, and, and like you said, I think the historical information is, is really important, but also like just knowing like, yeah, I know there's a big deadfall over here where I can set up. And I know like these birds kind of generally like to work, you know, this trail system and kind of like to head from, from point A to point B to point C throughout the day. Like there's a wood point, um, on this piece of public that for whatever reason, I have no idea it's, you know, juts out into a CRP field and between nine and 11 AM, like I always, if I'm, that's when I'm coming out of the woods, right. When I'm coming out of the way back and I'm like, ah, I hate turkeys, screw them. I'm going to go home and eat a bunch of eggs and bacon and go take a nap. (laughs) I'm coming out of the woods and I let out a yelp or I come up over this little knob. I look down at this wood point and it's almost like always there's either I hear a gobble or there's birds on the end of this point. And then from there, it's like, okay, how can I get in on them? And I've never made it work. I've come really close. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, hilariously, the one time I almost killed one was that 67 yard uh, bow shot, but it was a burnt field that year. And my buddy and I were coming across the burnt field, looked over the edge of this little knob that goes down to a wooded point, And there's a big old Tom right there at like 40 yards. So I was like, oh crap. And we laid down in the burnt field. And my buddy, I laid down, he sat down with the tripod and the camera and just sat there. And and the sun was at his back. And that Tom must have thought he was another Tom because he worked into 20 yards. And I'm sitting there laying on my belly with my bow. And I'm like, <laughs> what am I going to do with this? <laughs> you know? Nothing. And he did not. Do for the life of me, like I, I, I must, I did, I feel like I panicked because he came and he was at like 20 yards, like I said, and he was coming from right to left and he never turned and he got past me and he's still like paralleling me at 20 yards or so. And he got past me and then he just stopped and stood and he kind of rotated towards me a little bit. And then, and then he like kind of folded up a little bit and I was like, dude, I didn't move. 
maybe he's figuring out that this is not another Tom up there. And that is a 250 pound man with a camera, (laughs) you know? And, uh, so then at that point, like while he was full on looking at me, I just kind of sat up and drew in one motion and he went running and he stopped at 67 and I tried, but no, I was maybe like four feet low. (laughs) Uh, Sometimes it's just having uh, confidence in those spots. Just kind of going back to what you're saying. Like, Oh, we always see turkeys here. Like, you know, like a lot of spots that we've hunted, you know, we just have history with and even new spots, you know, like once you see something, you know, you just kind of, you got to have that confidence to kind of, you know, that Turkey was there for a reason, you know what I mean? Like, okay. So maybe that's just as, you know, like, all right, nine o'clock, this bird's coming and going through this certain section or, you know, past this wooded point or down that, you know, using that to get from A to B across that field and then just working down that edge, you know, Mm -hmm. Yeah. One of those, one of those times you mentioned earlier, you're like, I don't know what I did wrong type of thing. I was at same wooded point and it was like nine 30 and I was ready to come out. And I was like, well, I'm just going to sit on this deadfall for you know 45 minutes and see what happens. And like 15 minutes in right down the edge of that wood dead, that wood lot or that wooded point coming right at me. And he came to like 25 yards and I was on a big dead tree. And he was right to the point, And I was on like the base of the dead tree where it had fallen over. And he was like pretty much on the tip of the dead tree. And uh, he, I couldn't like, it was pretty brushy. The tree was pretty thick and he was in like almost in that tree. And he just folded up and like stared at me. And I'm like, how, how can you see me? Like <laughs> I can barely see you yeah. and I know you're there and I am not moving what is going on here? And he just kind of did a little circle right there and then burned rubber out. And I was like, I, that was probably the most frustrating one ever. Cause he came from, I saw him coming from over a hundred yards and he was coming right down. I mean, it's like, if you don't have that cover, you can never draw, you know, it just goes back to just the hardest part about shooting a turkey with a bow is just getting the bow back. Yeah. You know, yeah, exactly. Getting the full draw to where, you know, once, once they're in, like you're, you're at full draw and you can actually execute the shot, you know? Mm -hmm. And even when you do shoot a Turkey, like (laughs) you you better pick the right spot. I would definitely say anybody (laughs) bow hunting turkeys better really do a little digging and, and figure out the anatomy of a Turkey because, uh, I'm sure plenty of guys have lost turkeys with a bow, myself included. Yeah. You know, I mean, we actually started, we, we actually started doing a lot of with the guillotine broadheads. Sure. Yeah. You know, and, and just shooting them in the head. I mean, which is a smaller target, but I mean, their vitals aren't that big on a turkey in general, you know, and it's just with those guillotines, you got to bring them in real close. But I mean, you hit them with that blade in the head. I mean, they're done. In good shape. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Did you, uh, otherwise aside from that guillotine do you use uh like an expandable or a fixed blade or yeah that was one of those like rage turkey broadheads that i was using uh last wednesday i think it's just a i don't even know what the cut is it's an older broadhead that i've had for a while because like i said usually if we're bow hunting we're you know we've been in the blinds and stuff like that and we're just trying to get them in real close and then just trying to head shoot them 
So yeah, oh, that makes sense. Um, so what other aside from aside? I mean, this you had that success last Wednesday. Um, are there any other like great pieces of, pieces of advice you can give to anybody that are try that's trying to kill one with a bow without a blind? Um, we went over we went over cover like trying to get that cover. And, and if you're running and gunning or like pre-prep your spots, right? Like go out there before your season starts and set up some little downfalls or something, or make some little ground blinds. Yeah. So I mean, some little earth some blinds, just something to kind of something that you can back up into and sit up against that gives you like good cover in case they come from like your sides or behind you to where, you know, they're coming, they're getting out past you to where, you know, they're, they're pretty much committing to the decoys and getting past you to where, you know, they're not looking at straight at you or right off to the side that, you know, you're kind of back off of their, their, their shoulder or however you want to say, it, you know, just at a yeah. angle back off of them versus them coming right at you. But sometimes they're coming right at you, you know, coming to the call, but, you know, just being set up, putting yourself in a position to where, you can draw your bow without having to move if one comes in quiet like you just it, it's tough <laughs> you, you just <laughs> almost always have to be ready like at all times like just and ready to draw your bow yeah. and, and shoot at the direction of your decoys or if you don't have decoys like set up to shoot at your lane if you're if you're just on an edge um you know, but this, this could be shotgun or bow advice is just, you know, I, we, we actually put a quite a bit of time in it, just like scouting birds. Like, even if it's just a quick little morning thing, just to, just to roost some birds or uh, just like that last little half hour of like, just putting birds to bed and, and just kind of just getting right in on them right away, you know, and being where they want to be not trying to force them to come to you all the time yeah um, i think that's i think that's really important is like sure. you know because i think people just kind of like go out into the woods or they're on a piece of private and they're like oh this corner looks good i'm going to set up a blind and throw some decoys out yep. and maybe turkeys hate going to that corner for some reason for like sure. go where go where you've seen them or heard them and if it's your first time out out to this property maybe don't just like bring i mean for me this morning i set up my decoys twice i went to an area where i thought they would be uh i'm trying to decide whether or not like roosting yeah they were well i got out this morning at eight at like oh, okay. eight o'clock oh, okay. yeah, <laughs> so, yeah so we're already obviously on the ground yeah, I thought they were caught. I thought it was in like an area, like a, an early morning kind of area where they kind of worked their way towards. Cause Sunday I ran into some in this area about 9 30. So they got oh, so maybe they're coming. Yeah, and that's way. why you went back to that area. Cause it's like you saw turkeys at approximately this time. Just makes sense to start there and, and, and work your way from, from right. there. Yeah. But no, I mean, that, that, that makes a lot of sense. Like go, go where they are. And if it's your first time out to a piece, like I, I would personally say walk, walk 10 minutes and stop and listen and walk 10 minutes and stop sure. and listen. And, but like, make sure you make sure you're like not walking down the middle of the field. 
by no yeah. means. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> using an edge, using cover, the shadows. That I mean, you want to talk about a really good bow tactic, the shadows, understanding where the sun's going to come up, you know, where it's going to be at 8 o'clock in the morning. Is it going to be, is it going to be baking me in the face? Is it going to be behind me? Yeah. So that when the bird, I mean, shadows are, are huge, you know, for bull hunting turkeys, in my opinion, or just turkey hunting in general, like trying to use shadows to where, you know, you're just in those, those darker spots and you're not just in the sun where, you know, maybe, maybe your clothing just gives off a little too much of a shine versus, you know, just tree bark or, you know, the vegetation around you or whatever you're sitting up against, you know, shadows yeah. are, are probably just as big as That's anything. A for, That's for a, that is a great point. And it's something that I've found myself thinking about every now and then. like I said, like my buddy had the sun at his back and he was sitting there with a yeah. tripod and the turkey thought he was another turkey. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe he was all horned up or something, but <laughs> and, and I'm sure it was just that silhouette, you know, sometimes yeah. it's, I mean, I, I definitely look at the sun, even just for setting blinds up. Cause I don't want, I don't want that. Even, even if we're hunting out of blinds, like I want to try to get it to where the sun's going to be hitting that bird in the face. And the blind is kind of, you know, like us being in the blind is going to be inside that dark shadow of the interior of that blind. Yeah. No, that makes a lot of sense. And I think so, like, I mean, for anybody listening, like it's essentially when, when you find a spot you want to set up, take that information into account. Like, all right, the birds are over here. How can I set up in the shadow? And if I need to be here for an hour, where's the sun going to be? And how can I stay a little bit more hidden? And in general, I mean, like this weekend, it was 80 degrees in Wisconsin. You stay a little bit cooler. You know, you don't get that sun baking on you to sit a little bit longer. Yeah, that was, you know? that was some tough hunting last weekend i mean it was just like 87 degrees i think we saw in the truck at one time i was like yeah i'm not doing this right now <laughs> not we, we, hunted, we hunted the, i mean typically i love hunting midday because if you can get a bird going midday like he's looking you're like and he's he's more than likely you know because a lot of guys are like eight o'clock comes around haven't heard a gobble calling it quits you know like tricky hunting is you know is kind of a big patience thing just like deer hunting can be you know like mm -hmm. having confidence in a spot sitting there and just hoping to catch a bird you know cutting across the field or you know just confidence that you know notoriously midday these birds are walking this edge you know yeah you know it, it just kind of goes back to a lot of things where it's just like just <laughs> you gotta just just wait them out sometimes and, and yeah and just relax just relax enjoy the day yep i agree and, and that's a perfect that's a perfect transition into into my story so we got i we got about 10 15 minutes left before yep. we got to sign off here so and patience was like the model of of how <laughs> i killed my bird this morning so essentially dropped my son off at daycare at seven o'clock scooted out to this piece of public 715 or so got all my gear on and away I went um and I had two decoys with me um uh, a jake and a hen and then my shotgun and that was that's all I was taking I did have my binos and uh my my calls too so and I am a terrible turkey caller 
I'm not uh, by no means am I a good caller, so I'm not going to give any advice. Sometimes, sometimes less is more. <laughs> so I, so I, and I listen to the Meat Eater podcast, and I don't know if it's the Turkey Doctor, or what's what his name is, but essentially one of the things he said really stuck with me is like when you make a noise, like those turkeys hear that and they know exactly where you are, and it does not need to be at the top of your lungs. Like yeah. if you can hear yeah. them and they're being quiet and you're quiet, they can hear you. Like they know you're there. It's just then at that point, it is literally a patience game. Like, are you coming or not? Um, Yeah. So essentially I got out to this spot that I thought these, uh, the day, the morning before Sunday morning, these birds had worked away from me, um, to this back corner of this big CRP field. So, and I was kind of chasing them the whole morning and I ended up not getting them. I'm um, just kind of trying They just kept moving away. I kept moving closer and I don't know, but I saw one of the biggest raccoons of my life when I was getting as close to those turkeys as I was. And maybe that coon came through and pushed them all out. I don't know. Or maybe they saw me. I'm not sure. But anyway, I get back into this kind of corner. I set up my decoys and I'm like looking for a place to sit, you know, and I'm trying to find enough cover, but also to be able to see where I think they're going to be coming from. Cause I think they're coming from the North. So I want to set up on the South so I can look back to the North yep. and see them coming in. Um, and I'm just trying to figure that out. There's just nothing going on. And then I get a blah, 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 from uh, a couple hundred yards off. And I'm like, I know where that bird is. Cause I've hunted that area. And I know within, probably like 30 yeah, yards where he is you hear a gobble and you know where it is yeah i'm like you i'm pretty sure so i'm like ah i it's a long ways away <laughs> and i'm like but i know and it's kind of a shitty walk but i was like i know where you are and i'm sitting there looking at my decoys and blah, and i'm like i but i think there's birds coming to me maybe if i'm just patient right here they'll come in blah, blah, blah. All right, fine. I'm packing up my decoys. <laughs> so I packed up my decoys after that third or fourth gobble and I put them, put them in my bag and I go and, uh, and there's this like uh, railroad tracks right there. And he's on the, and I get to him and he's on the other side and I'm like, man, what if I can just pull him out to these tracks or pull him over here or something. So I call a couple times and I'm, and I'm just like looking across the tracks at this point. And, uh, and I call a couple times and he doesn't respond. I give it a couple minutes. I call a couple more times. He doesn't respond. I'm like, man. So I walk out onto like almost onto the tracks and I look down the tracks and I got this big bush in front of me and there is a log like in the middle of the tracks, like a half mile away. I'm like what in the hell? Like, is that a, cause in, and in this, if you, I posted it to Instagram in this picture, there's a bunch of trees that come over the, the tracks. And I'm like, I don't remember that log being there. So I pull out my binos and I'm like, holy shit, that's a shutter right there. So I'm like, okay, yeah. Right in the middle of the tracks. So I'm like, perfect. Like, okay, you're there. I see you. I know there's another one across these tracks. What am I going to do? And I was like, going for the, going for the train track one. So I, I dumped down into this ditch that parallels the tracks. That's probably like, I don't know, four feet deep. So it pretty much covers everything from me. Um, yeah. And I just, I literally ran cause I didn't know how fast that bird would disappear. Yeah. So I just start booking it as fast as I can. And he's at least a half mile 
from me and I'm, and I'm cruising. Um, and I get to a point where all of a sudden the ditch starts to disappear and it gets shorter and shorter and shorter. And I can't like, and I can't go any further. I'm like, I, I'm pretty much stuck here until I find relocate this bird. So I crawl up to the tracks and I look down the tracks and I don't see him. And I'm like, shit, like, where is he? Like, is he gone? And then I hear a gobble, but it was probably like, I don't know, 50 yards from the tracks back in the woods. I'm like, huh? And I sit there for a second. And then I hear another one back over there. And the day before Sunday, I had heard multiple times in a group. And so I'm like, okay, these are, and they were right in this area where I was chasing them. I'm like, okay, so you are here. And this one in the tracks, he's either back in the woods or I just can't see him. So I just gave it a couple minutes and then I peeked my head up and there he was back on the tracks. I was like, oh, sweet. He's here. And he's probably like at this point, like a hundred yards or so. And I can't, I really can't go. I'm trying to go further, but I was pretty scared at that point. So I'm like, I'm just going to set up my decoys here and see if I can call them in at the red that right here. So I'm setting up my decoys and my Jake keeps spinning and I want him to be like at a perpendicular to him. So he like full on sees, okay, that is a Jake with a hen, yep. you know, and I'm messing with him, spinning him back and forth and shit. And I'm laying on my belly and I look over and I see the Tom's head at like 80 yards or something like, and I'm like, shit. And, uh, and he's Not like, per- he's- I want to be in. Yeah, not, no, and my guns, I don't know, like <laughs> 10 feet behind me. And I'm like, why am I dicking with this decoy? So I just let the decoy go and I'm watching him. And then he dumps his head down and I give it like a couple seconds. Cause you know, sometimes they like dump their head yeah. and then pop it back up right away. Yeah. So he dumps his head and I give it a couple seconds. It doesn't pop up. And I just like fast as I could swirl around and get back into the trees um, off the track. So these, these decoys are probably like, I don't know, 15, 20 feet from the tracks. Um, and it's, it's kind of, uh, cleared out along the edges. So, so I can dump, so I dumped another 15, 20 feet back into the woods, um, backed up to a tree and, uh, and I was like, it's, it's on, he's coming, he's coming, you know, in my head. Cause that's what he was doing. And five minutes, 10 minutes, nothing. And I'm like, (laughs) shit. So I call to him. Confidence. Oh yeah. So I call to him. I, I just give out a couple of yelps, you know, just a pop, 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 pop. nothing more than that. No response or anything. And I'm like, God dang it. And I'm like, be patient, be patient, Anthony. He knows, he knows you're here. He saw a decoy. He had to have seen the decoy. Probably, he probably saw movement on the ground. He might not have known it was a human. And now he just heard a, a hen. So just give it 10 more minutes. And all of a sudden, boom, there he is in the tracks at like 30 yards, come up the other side of the tracks from the ditch comes up. And, and I just catch a glimpse of him, uh, through some brush. And I know he's at like 30 yards and he crosses and I'm like, okay, he's on my side. This is all good. And, uh, and he was coming down the kind of like that little ditch to, and at this point, this ditch is, I don't know, maybe a foot deep. So coming down the ditch to my decoys and I'm like, dude, I'm going to shoot him at 10 feet. Like, this is going to be ridiculous. Is my pattern going to even spread that much? You know, like, <laughs> um, so <laughs> yeah. Right. I know. So he 
keeps coming closer and closer and I can see the shine, just the shine of his feathers through, uh, through the, the brush. And then he pops into the brush. Now I'm like, Oh shit. Now I got to like turn and kind of get squared away at him. And then he pops his head up at like 15 feet. Finally through the brush, I can see him and it's a big, beautiful hen. <laughs> so I'm like, oh. damn it. <laughs> you know, she's just sitting there at like 15 feet in the brush looking at me. And I'm like, ah, like I can't shoot you, you know, like get out of here. I don't need you busting me. So she's kind of looking at me, eyeballing me. And she just puts her heads down, heads down, head down, and then walks back across the tracks not running or anything, just head down and kind of walks across the track. I'm like, thank God. So I give it another five, 10 minutes. And I'm sitting here like, where is this Tom? You know? So I go back out after 10 minutes. I, I, I had had enough. My patience was out. It's been sitting here for 20 minutes or so. And he had gobbled once or twice in that time frame, just on his own without me calling or anything. So I crawl out there and I peek down the tracks and I see the top of his fan still 90 yards or whatever. And I'm like, okay, you're here. So I belly crawl another 10, 15 yards along the tracks and I peek up again. He's still there. So, and he, and his fans going, it turns and he comes back down. So I'm like, all right, Anthony, have patience, man, have patience, get in the woods. So I go get back in the woods on a different tree. And I, <laughs> I call to him again and uh, no response. And then like, and I'm like, God dang it. Like, where are you? Just come on, come over here. You know, I know you saw these decoys. What are you doing, man? Uh, so uh, nothing, absolutely nothing. 10 minutes goes by and he gobbles out of nowhere, just randomly still exact same spot at this point. It's like 80 yards or whatever. So I, I peek my head out there again and I can't see him. And I'm like, oh, where did you go? Did I screw this up? You know? And I'm like, no, 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 no. Just have patience, have patience, hang out again. So I just sit in there and I pull out my binos and I'm looking through some brush. Cause I don't want to like fully expose myself on the tracks. Right. So I'm, I'm still in this tree line kind of peeking out there. And all of a sudden I catch a glimpse of his fan through my binos and I'm like, all right, you are still there. <laughs> so <laughs> I get down on the ground and belly crawl another 15 yards, like just working. And there's like this kind of wall of brush at this point that comes out to the tracks. And I'm like, okay, if I can stay behind this, I can belly crawl up some more. And, and, and I get about 15, 20 yards out uh, from where I was. And at this point I'm about 30 yards from my decoys. And, uh, and I get to that point and I'm like, all right, like this is, this looks like I see a nice tree that I can post up against in this woods. Like I have better shooting lanes in here because the other shooting lane I was at, he could have picked me before I should, I could have shot him. I had to shoot through some brush to get him. So I, I'm like, okay, this is a decent shooting lane. Where is he? And I peek my head up and he had closed like 30 yards in that time frame. the 20 yards that I closed and he closed 30. So he's at like 50 yards and I'm like, Oh shit. So I just like kind of roll my shotgun out in front of me and I'm crawling, rolling my shotgun to get into the woods. And I get in the woods and I post up on this tree with my back to the tree I get my knee up, my right legs down, my left legs up shotgun sitting on my knee, right, right in this, right in the lane that he's going to come around this brush that comes out to the railroad tracks. And, uh, he comes and I'm just sitting there waiting, waiting. And all of a sudden 
I catch a glimpse of his feathers in the, in that brush that comes out to the tracks. And I'm like, Oh Jesus, he's right there. Like 20 <laughs> yards, like 30 yards at this point, like right there. And so he pops through that brush in the ditch on my side of the tracks and, uh, and pops out and I see him and I'm like, okay, you're at 25 yards. Like I could certainly shoot you right now, but there's a bunch of crap in the way. If you go 10 more feet, you're wide open and I can just kill you. And he comes right into that gap and he just full puff, full puff, strut up, turn, turn. He's just eyeing my decoys up and he kind of turns towards me and just immediately unfolds <laughs> head up in the air. And I was like, now or never baby yeah. boom and just on the spot dropped him and then there was another time behind him i didn't even know and he took went burning off um but yeah i dropped him right there at like 15 yards right on like probably i don't know 15 20 yard 20, 15 20 feet off the tracks like it was perfect he was coming to my decoys and everything right along this railroad tracks so i was such yeah, a good feeling. <laughs> sometimes it's just playing that game. You know, I mean, it's almost like sometimes they just really enjoy, like, how long can you hold out? Right. You know? From from start to finish, from the time I set up my decoys to the time I shot them, it was 55 minutes. Yeah. So, I mean, and he was just hanging out, yeah, you know, and there were, there were other toms in the area. There were other hens in the area, and he was just hanging out, waiting and just surveying, right? Just eyeballing everything up, uh, making sure that it was legit. And eventually, I just figured like eventually the test of time. And I know like I have Dave Smith decoys, so I know they're good decoys. I know like it's not like he's looking at them going, what the hell is that? I know he's eyeballing those things like those things are real. I need to come over there and he just he couldn't take it anymore and he had to come in and I didn't I called to him twice that whole time just to let him know that I was there and that was it I mean sometimes like I said earlier like less is more just just a little bit of chat and just to let him just to remind him like hey I'm still here whenever whenever you're ready right still still patiently waiting I got this Jake loving up on me and I can't keep him off like you should probably get over here that's what I was trying to say yeah <laughs> how do I say that how do right? I say that I yeah I don't know I was just uh I couldn't put it in my yelps good enough yeah yeah that's a tough one I, I haven't figured that one out yet either. uh um but yeah, so that was, that was my story and, and I got them all cleaned up and everything. And I had a, I had a work meeting to get to at 10 AM this morning and, <laughs> and I thought my boss was going to cancel it. And he sends while I'm out there, I'm sitting there talking, like waiting for this Tom to comes in and he sends me a text and he's like, Hey, FYI, the meeting's still on today. Look forward to chatting with you at 10. I was like, shit. That's <laughs> like, what am I going to do? It's 10 today or 10 tomorrow. Yeah. Right. I, yeah. I know. And for all of our calls for work, we have to be on, we have to turn on our video. Like you have to be on, you can't just call in. So if it's internal, you have to have your video on. And one of the things I was thinking in my head at that point, I was like, God, I need to, at some point, I, I really like my job that I'm at right now and I love it. But at some point I need to be at a job in my life where I'm going to call in from the Turkey woods and they're going to be like, Oh, Hey, we'll just reschedule this for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right when you find that job it sounds like a, a, a pretty sweet job when you right? can, oh you i mean make, I, oh, maybe, oh you're hunting why don't you just say so 
<laughs> right? Yeah, I know my boss is from the uh, from New York, so he's probably no clue. New York City too. He's. <laughs> are you in Camel? <laughs> right. What are, What are you doing? <laughs> right. What are you doing, Heller? Some more hillbilly shit? Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> but he always he always I, asks me. He's like, "You doing in some the woods? <laughs> are you hiding from someone?" <laughs> Right? What if I talk real loud? <laughs> Are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> right? Exactly. Uh, all right. Well, yeah, no, I had to tell my story here quick too, just, just to get that out because this podcast is going to, it's going to air tomorrow morning. So, oh, cool. Cool. Yeah, no, and that was, that was just a, a big exercise in patience. And usually I'm not that patient, but, uh, you know, like Sunday, I waited almost an hour for those birds too um, to come back. They were working away from me and I was hoping they were going to work away and then come back when they hit the railroad tracks. I was yeah. hoping they were going to come back to me and I was off in the marsh and a different angle and everything. And they just never came back. So today when I saw them out there, I was like, all right, so you're not going to come back. So I just kind of needed to, to just go right. Yeah. You. you know, it kind of just, sometimes you just got to take that Intel and, and take it for what it's worth and, and learn from like, the last experience you had where it's like, all right, these birds aren't coming back. Once they hit, you know, once they start working that way, need to get out in front of them or go chase some other birds and know that tomorrow, if I come, I just need to be out in front of where those birds want to be. And it's just going to be something. I'm just got to be patient, wait until like that mid late morning and, and know that they're eventually just going to work back into that general area. So, right. Yeah. Because Wednesday, well, I went out Wednesday morning too, and they worked back into the area yeah. that I was on Sunday, but they didn't on Sunday. So, I mean, it was kind of a, I knew it was a 50, 50 shot, um, you know, cause they could certainly keep going. I oh, mean, they're sure. crossing the tracks and moving into private and that's, and, you know, you know, coyotes. You know, yeah. Everything. I mean, that raccoon could have done, done yeah. me in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. exactly exactly an egg thief man yeah Um, yeah i've I've been i mean not to not to drag this out but going back to that wild turkey doctor guy i can't remember his name but watch something on him and it's crazy when you really start listening to what he has to say about like turkey reproduction and stuff like that it's pretty interesting and you actually wonder how there's actually any turkeys out there with with just you know predators raccoons and and possums and fox and coyotes and stuff like that. I mean, definitely, definitely crazy and just good knowledge. And it's, it's just good to hear that stuff and, and know that, you know, there's not, the turkey population isn't necessarily thriving. No, no. no. I mean, it's doing really well in certain areas and in certain areas it's not. Um, sure. I'm just trying to look up that turkey doctor quick so we could actually yeah, reference him. I watched that. It was a wild uh, turkey doc. Is yeah, his Instagram? Yep, wild yeah. turkey doc, all one word, and doc is D O C. So yep. his name's Mike Chamberlain. So yeah, yep. if you're interested in that stuff, go go look him up. I think he's got like a Turkey Tuesday or something, where he posts like biological information on turkeys and and research data on yeah. turkeys every Tuesday. So. Yeah, the Hunt Public guys just did a, a little YouTube video with them. I think that just came out within the last couple of days, and that's what I was watching. Right. Yeah, yeah, I remember seeing that. Um, all right, 
we got to sign off here. What is, if people want to find you, Richie, where do they find you? Um, they can, do you find want people to find you? <laughs> if, if they want to look for me, they're, they're more than welcome to, uh, I think it's Richie underscore Wilhelm on Instagram. Yep. And, uh, R I C H I E I'll put yep. it in the podcast notes. Yeah. Cool. So cool. yeah, if you want to follow Richie, go for it, ask him some questions, check out his ghillie suit and ghillie bow that he made up. I think it's pretty sweet. looks nice. Looks yeah. legit. It's pretty. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Well, Hey, thanks so much for being on. Really appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, everybody, if you, uh, if you like the podcast, you enjoy it, please subscribe, uh, leave a review. If you would it really helps me get found by other people. And, uh, if you have any questions or any suggestions, find me uh, on Instagram, uh, Facebook, I do have a TikTok as well. Or you can just shoot me an email at uh, hellera90 at gmail.com. All right. Thanks, everybody. Right on. See you next time. See you, Richie.